welcome to Bangor Community Church Podcast. We pray that you will be blessed today as you hear the Word of God. So let's stand and we're going to take our Bibles. And we're going to declare some things today with this word. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. So let's repeat after me. This is my Bible. I believe what it says. I believe I am who it says I am. I believe I can do what it says I can do. I believe I have what it says I can have. And now I'm about to receive the incorruptible, the ever-living, never-dying seed of the Word of God. My mind is alert. My heart is open. And as a result, I shall never, ever be the same again. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's be seated. Oh, so we thank God for this word this morning. Hallelujah. And so we're carrying on today with our series, which is Love What God Loves. Love What God Loves. And I've entitled this particular message in the series, Build With Him. Love What God Loves, Build With Him. So um, just before we get into the series, you know, it's so important that you put a draw and a demand um, on the Holy Ghost, on the anointing, you know. I want to be teaching here in the anointing and inspiration of the Holy Ghost because I believe everybody getting up here, if they meet with the Lord, if they're truly His, when they're standing here, and especially me in the office gift of pastor, you can fall on the anointing. Hallelujah. You can either put a draw on it or you can just, you know, take a bit and leave other bits. But the more draw you all put on the anointing, you're going to draw it out of me. Okay? More is going to come out. You know, different times when I teach, I will know that that people's putting a draw on me or if they're not. If that congregation's sleepy that day, I'll know. If they're in with the word and they're interact with the word and maybe things are going off inside of them, I know. And it's easy. It just, you know, it's easy to preach. It's easy to teach. So put that draw. That's what we can all do. Amen. Loving the church, be in the church, put the draw on that demand and that anointing wherever you are. This church, if you're visiting another church, whatever, if it's a, a meeting, a teaching meeting, always put the draw on the anointing, okay? It's the anointing. It's not the person, Karen Ashworth. It's the anointing of Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. So we've been looking at Matthew in chapter 16 and verse 18, and it says, I say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I'll build my church, and the gates of hell, or Hades, shall not prevail against it. So here we see that Jesus is building his church. Jesus is building his church today. That is what he's about. Ever since he's left this earth, he has been busy building his church. And this is called the church age, right from the day of Pentecost, which we celebrate next Sunday, 23rd of May, in our calendar is the day of Pentecost, don't miss next Sunday. Be here as we celebrate the very day in our calendar that the church was born. So from the day of Pentecost, 2,000 years ago, right up to now and right up until, until Christ returns for his bride. This is the church age. 
we? We're part of that. That's so exciting. We're part of that. Hallelujah. So that means that, you know, when God left the earth, Jesus left the earth, he's, he's taking care of the heavens. He's taking care of all that. You know who's taking care of the earth? Does anybody know who's taking care of the earth? Oh, good, because I thought for a minute it was just me. <laughs> it's us. It's church. Yeah, we're taking care of the earth as the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Christ, the Spirit of Jesus is operating and working through us. Amen. So Jesus is not ruling and he's not reigning in this earth apart from us. That's why in prayer we're making declarations. We're saying things. We're saying things that need to happen. We're declaring things that need to be. We're declaring and speaking this word that will never return back to the Lord void. It'll always produce results. So when we speak this word in prayer, we're producing those results with the Lord. Amen? Because he's got to use our mouth now. He's got to use our tongue to speak through and declare and to say things. He's delegated his authority to the church. He's given us his name. The name, use my name. My name, Jesus. Use my name. He's given us his name. Oh, that's something to rejoice about this morning. That we have the name of Jesus to use in that delegated authority. And in Matthew 28, he says, go and make disciples. That's for each one of us. There's the action word, go and make disciples of everyone, every nation, everyone. That's our mandate. So today, the Holy Spirit, he is involved with building strong local churches. Churches that, that know how to Walk with the word. Walk in the word. Amen? And flow in the Holy Spirit. Flow. We want to be flowing in the Holy Spirit. Amen? In every single thing that we do. And you know, different churches have different assignments. Oh, yes, every church has the one assignment. Every local church. That's win souls. But then there's different, say, you could say flavors of churches. Really, You go into different churches, they'll feel maybe somewhat different. You know, some churches are really given over to, to you know, caring. Uh, they're like a real caring church. And others are very, like a militant kind of a church. You know, others are really, I mean, most of their people are involved in prayer. There's other churches you go to and, oh, they're so prophetic. It seems like every other person so prophetic. And those gifts are functioning. There's different sort of, you know. But um, all the local church is part of the universal church. And it's all doing what God has here on earth. So let's turn this morning to Matthew and chapter 25. Matthew and chapter 25. And here Jesus was um, in the previous chapter 24. He had been telling his disciples, he says, look guys, um, you know, I'm going to the cross, but you know, you're going, I'm going to believe in you here. And there's going to be some really, um, you know, difficult days to walk through the end of this age. And so he'd been telling them, you know, in the, in the chapter before, he said there's going to be famines, there's going to be pestilence, there's going to be earthquakes, um, there's going to be a beginning of sorrows and things like that. And then we come on to chapter 25, and, and he used three parables to explain to him, this is what the end of days is going to be like. 
And uh, the first parable he talked to them about was about the ten virgins. And he, he was saying five are wise, five are foolish. And the wise ones were the ones who had the oil. And we've looked at that a number of months ago, that parable. They've had their oil. They were ready for when Jesus came back. They were ready. And that was the whole message. Be ready when Jesus comes back so that you're part of that, you're part of that uh, wedding feast. And then he went on to the parable of the talents that we're going to look at today. And, and the other parable was about the sheep and the goat nations. And so he was explaining in these chapters to the disciples, this is what it's going to look like. I'm not here, but I am, I am coming again. I'm coming again. I'm coming to get my church. But he says, you know, while, while I'm in heaven, while you are here, before I come for you to get, don't just sit about waiting. Don't just sit waiting for me to come. Be expectant of my return. But I've got things for you to do. I've got things for you to do for you're the church. So let's take up this um, parable and we'll just... Verse 13 is just the last verse of the, the parable before. It says, Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. So we've got to be ready. We've got to be prepared. Watch and pray. For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. And to one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to each according to his own ability. And immediately he went on a journey. And then he had received the five talents, went and traded with them, and made another five talents. And likewise, he who had received two talents, or two, gained two more also. But he who had received one went and dug it in the ground and hid his Lord's money. And after a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. So he had received five talents, came and brought him five other talents, saying, Lord, you delivered me five talents. Look, I've gained five more talents besides them. And his Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I'm going to make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. And he also, who had received two talents, came and said, Lord, you who delivered to me two talents, look, I have gained two more talents besides them. And as Lord said, and well done, good and faithful servant, you've been faithful over a few things, and I'm going to make you ruler over many. Enter into the joy of the Lord. And then he who had received one talent came, and he said to him, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you've not sown, gathering where you've not scattered seed. And I was afraid, and I went and I hid the, your talent in the ground. Look, there, have what is yours. But his Lord answered, and he said, You wicked and you lazy servant, you knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. So you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers. And at my coming, I would have least received back my own with interest. Therefore, take the talent from him and give it to the one who has ten talents. For to everyone who has, more will be given and he will have an abundance. But from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away. And cast the unprofitable servant into the outer darkness, and there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And when the Son of Man comes in his glory, he's coming in his glory. Hallelujah. And all his holy angels with him. Then he will sit on the throne of his glory. 
So there's a lot we can see here. It talks about in verse 14 that there's a man traveling. And that man here talking, is talking about Jesus. He was traveling to a far country. He was going to be away for a long time, but he would come back. The servants here he's referring to is us in this parable. That's us. That's the church. That's his servants. And in verse 14, it, 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 it's saying, you know, I'm going away. I'm going to be away for a time. I'm not going to exactly tell you the day I'm coming back, but I'm telling you this, I am coming back. I am coming back. And it says here that he, he called his own servant. So we belong to him. He called his own and he delivered his own goods. So it was all, everything, his own possessions. It, it was his kingdom. It was, it was everything he had. He gave it to his servants. He gave it to us. So God has given us things to take care of, things to look after. And um, everything was his to give. Verse 15, it says, and he gave uh, one, he called one, and he gave five talents, another two, and another one, each according to his own ability. So notice here that it was Jesus who decided who gave. This man decided, and so Jesus decided what talents he gave each one. And this word talent, it was a weighted measure. And if you read up on this, it would have been worth about 15 to 20 years of a salary of that time. Think of your salary now today. And it would be worth 15 to 20 years. So that's a lot. That was one talent. So five talents was a lot. Two talents was a lot. But even one was a lot. And it was precious to him. It was precious to the master who owned it. He, he said, I'm going away. You're going to look, you're going to look after my stuff. You're going to look after my responsibilities. You're going to look after the purpose that I have for that. And you know, a talent in that day was money, but this isn't really what the, it's the talents uh, parable is talking about. It's more talking about stewardship. It's talking about responsibility. It's talking about being prepared, being ready. That's what it's talking about. It's the parable about self-examination. So this is a, a, a time that we look at ourselves and we examine ourselves. And I, I examine myself as I've been preparing this. And you know, one of the questions you can ask yourself, what has God given you? What has God given you? What ability has he given you? What responsibilities, what opportunities has God given you? And what are you doing with that? What are you doing with that? Understand that everything we're doing, we're working for Jesus. You know, whether you're in the ministry full-time, whether you're on your job full-time, you know, when I say full-time, I believe that your career, if you followed the Holy Ghost in it, your job, and what you're doing in your life, if you're following the Holy Spirit, you are, it's like a full-time ministry because you're working on to Him. I believe you don't go to work for money. Do you believe that? We don't go to work for money. We may have to throw some bad mentality out of the window here. If we're truly serving the Lord, and each one are called to do that, we're in full-time service unto Him. There's no, oh, I'm nine to five, and that's my time. And when I get home, that's your time, Lord. There's none of that. 
Is 24 hour seven your time, Lord? Isn't it? 24 seven, your time. If you've given your heart to the Lord today, and I believe all of us have, it's 24 seven, your time. Now, our question is, what do you want me to do with that? Lydia's trained to be a teacher. So I believe Lydia, has, uh, the Lord has led her. And has he led you, Lydia? And she feels directed. She's going into teaching. Well, she's preparing herself for full-time ministry and teaching. But Lydia has a responsibility in that. When she's going into school every day, you know, when she's with the other uh, teachers and classroom assistants, when she gets opportunity to bring the kingdom to them. If you're not well today, can I pray with you? You don't know Jesus? Let me tell you about Jesus. When she's ministering to the children or any of the teachers ministering to the children, or looking for opportunities, sharing the gospel, showing kindness to these children. You don't know what goes on in their home. And just showing that kindness, bringing the kingdom to them. Whatever that job is, you're nursing, caring profession, you're bringing the kingdom. You're, you're working full time for Jesus. IT. You're working full time for Jesus. You're listening inside. How can I extend the kingdom? Amen. And that's her talent. That's using her talent. That's using that gift. That's God's looking for souls. You know, he, he's left his, he left everything that was valuable to him with them. All the valuable things, and he says, here. And you know, what is the most valuable thing to Jesus? It's souls, isn't it? He wants souls, and he wants them all restored back to him. And the minute they're restored back to them, they're part of his church. That he loves, love what God loves. He loves his church. He loves souls. So that's what we're about. We're after souls, amen. We're extending his kingdom. Hallelujah, where he's asking us, help, help me build my church. Help me build my church. You know, Psalm 127 verse 1 says, unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. But look at that word labor or work. Labor and work. There's labor and work to be done in the kingdom. It doesn't just happen. It takes me to open my mouth to be able to preach the gospel. It takes me to use my hands and my feet to get somewhere, to take this spirit that can communicate the love of God somewhere. Amen? So there's labor involved. And, um, you know, God is the one who decides. He is the one who decided you have five, you have two, you have one. He decides how many talents. He decides how responsible we are going to be or how many responsibilities. He decides that. We don't decide that. He decides. We decide, are we going to do it? We're going to use it? We're going to multiply what he's given? We're going to use what he's given to us? So verse, if we skip along there, and um, verse 19, it says, after a long time, 
Well, just before that, so we know that two of them, the ones who had five, the ones who had two talents, they went and they multiplied. They get five and two more talents. Verse 18, he, he had received one, he dug it in the ground, and he hid, he buried the talent, he buried the responsibility. He ignored the opportunities. He didn't do anything with it that God had given to him. But verse 19, after a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts. As I said before, he's coming again. He is coming. And we believe in days that aren't too far away. You've got to, make your, you've got to be ready. You've got to ask yourself, am I ready for his coming? You've got to be ready for his coming. If you don't know the Lord Jesus this morning in here, you've got to be ready for his coming. You've got to say, Lord, come into my heart. I want to be ready for when you come. Are you sharing with others the precious gospel that God has entrusted? He's entrusted the most precious thing, his possessions to us. Are you sharing with other people the gospel? Are you sharing with others what God has done? Notice here it says he settled accounts and he called them one by one. The one, first of all, that five talents came and brought him five talents, others and and uh, the one with two came to, and to both of them he says, look, well done, good and faithful servant. But notice here, he didn't call them all in a group. It was one by, well, one, by one, it was individually. And in that day when we see the Lord, it's not going to be a group. It's going to be one by one. I'm going to stand before the Lord myself. God's going to say, Karen, what did you do with what I gave you? What did you do with the gifts I gave you? What did you do with the responsibility I gave you? What did you do with the family I gave you? What did you do with the gospel I gave you? What did you do with the word? Did you read it and read it and get it inside of you? What did, I, what did you do with, with all of the time? 24 hours in every day when you could spend it any which way you want. What did you do with your time? Did you take time with me? Did you take time to inquire with me every day? Did you take time to develop our relationship? What did you do with the time? What did you do? And we're all going to give account individually, one by one. One by one. We're not going to gather as Banker Community Church and some, you know, you might get a photo taken or something, some hide in the background or some, something's happening, some slip out the door away. No. No one can hide. We're all going to be there before the Lord individually and we're going to be examined by him and we're going to say... Well, I'm going to say to him, I did this, and it was this, and I spent time with you, and I want the well done. I want to get the well done from him. I want that. I want the well done from him. And there's no demon in hell, and there's no person on this earth that's going to stop me getting the well done from him. That's the most important thing in my life. Is getting the well done.
pleasing him. Not pleasing everybody else, but pleasing him. And so verse 21, he said to the first, he says, well, um, well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. God is looking for faithfulness. God is looking for fruit, and much fruit glorifies him. But before even fruitfulness, he's looking for faithfulness. If you are faithful in the talents, whether you're a five-talent, a two-talent, a one-talent person, if you are faithful for with what he has given you, you will get that well done, good and faithful. So you don't have to compare yourself to anybody else. Just use what he has given you. Use that personality he's given you. Get to know this word. Be able to share that. Share the gospel with others. Bring up your family in, in, in the way and the word. Use what he has given you. Hallelujah. And so again, he said the same to the two talents. He said, well done. Verse 23. Well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. And now, because of that faithfulness, I'm going to make you ruler over much, over much. This world is going to pass away, you know. But there's going to be a new heavens and a new earth. And we're going to be ruling and reigning with him. Amen? And so I want to be able to take all that God's given me. And I want to increase it and multiply it and use it to the best it can be used so that I'm ruling and reigning with Christ as he's purposed for my life. Amen? I want to please him. Let's go down to verse 26. He says, uh, or verse 25, when it, the one talent person came, he says, sorry, sorry, master, I was afraid. I went and hid your talent in the ground. Look here, you know, have what's yours. But it was just what he was given. There was no extra with it. And verse 26, it says, the Lord answered, and, and the Lord was not happy. And he said, you wicked and lazy servant. These are the words of Jesus. Do you see the words of Jesus here? He calls his servant, his servant, who he loved, his servant, his servant. He called them wicked our Jesus that loves us so much. Yeah. Wicked and lazy. Wicked and lazy servant. But they, I don't want to, I don't want to hear that. When I go to heaven, I don't want to hear lazy. I don't want to hear wicked. I don't. Wicked and lazy. No, I want to hear good and faithful. Good and faithful. I say we're examining ourselves this morning. Good and faithful. And you know, it's great that we have this word to be able to look. And, and from time to time, every time you come across this parable, every time you read it from now on, examine yourself. How am I doing with that? How am I doing with being good and faithful? Or am I steering towards the side of wicked and lazy? You know, and always every time you read this in Matthew 25, use that because that's what it says. This, when we're reading this word, it's like looking in a mirror. 
It's like looking in a mirror and seeing what what that reflection's like, you know. So, what's Jesus going to say on that day to you? Okay, if we were to call you all up right now, <laughs> what is Jesus going to say? Good, faithful servant, or amazing? Because that day is coming. And notice here, you know, it was the, the man with the smallest amount of responsibility was the one who was declared wicked and lazy. So that's important to know. That it's not about how much God has given you. It's not about how much responsibility. It's about you using what he's given. So there's, in other words, there's no excuses. And then verse 27 Jesus here was saying, so it ought to have been deposited. You've ought to deposit my money in the bankers. And at least when I came, then I would have received back my own with interest. Therefore, take the talent from him. Every time I read that word, take the talent, take it away from and give it to the one who has 10 talents. And verse 29, for everyone who has more will be given. Increase comes from God. God is into increase. Remember last week, Psalm 115, we were talking about that, that God is a God of increase. God is a God of, you know, increase. Other words for increase are supersize, large, expansion. God is into increase. God's not into decrease. It's always increase. It's always moving forward. It's gaining momentum. It's, you know, and so here again, he says, to everyone who has more, and he's into more, he loves more, more will be given, and he will have an abundance. And if you look at other translations for here in this word abundance, like the Young's literal translation said, he'll have an overabundance. Who wants to have an overabundance? I do. Another translation says, uh, overflowing with abundance. I want to be overflowing with abundance. Abundance is everything. Abundance of responsibility. Abundance of opportunities. I want to. I want God to be able to say, "She's faithful. Give her more." And then I want to have a wee cry and go, "Oh God!" <laughs> but is that's our heart, isn't that right? Faithful. Give them more. Faithful with their finances. Give them more. They look after my kingdom. They bring their finances. They make sure my kingdom's well supplied. My house is well supplied. Give them more. They look after their family in the natural and the, and the spiritual babes. Give them more. So if your natural family's finished, claim it in the spiritual. I did that before. Before I was married, I was in a meeting with another guy. It wasn't Brian. We were just friends. And we, I was prophesied over, you're going to have um, an, an, it wasn't abundance, but you're going to have a, a, a multitude of children and you're going to be a joyful mother. And immediately I said, in the spiritual. <laughs> immediately I caught it. Because your spirit knows, you know. God had to put in my heart like mom to have six. Then I, that would have been on my heart. But you know what was on my heart? To have a whole multitude of spiritual babies. That's what was on my heart. I think it was about 
22. So if you're done with your natural family, you claim in the spiritual, spiritual babies. Hallelujah. Um, so where am I up to now? More will be given. Um, so that word in, in the Passion, if you read the notes for verse 29 in the Passion, it says, by implication, the parable is stating the one who has a heart of faithful stewardship will be given more to manage, and the one who has very little faithfulness, wisdom, or integrity will lose the little he has failed to manage well. So last week, we're going to finish that parable there, but last week, remember, we looked at trees, and looked at trees planted, that were trees planted in the house of the Lord, and it say, you know, for a, a seed of the tree, you take that wee seed, that little seed, and you plant it in, you set it in the ground for growth. That's what it is. When you plant something, there's a purpose in it, set in the ground, because you expect that seed to grow. You don't want to bury that seed and never ever see it again. No, a seed is supposed to grow up. And so it becomes that wee seedling and then that tender plant. The root system begins to develop and then as those roots go down, they develop more and more. The trunk grows up, the branches come out, and as that tree matures, it bears forth fruit. And God has likened us to trees. And he wants us to grow up. Amen? He wants us to grow up. And sometimes in church, there's little babies in the nursery, the church nursery. I'm not talking about upstairs, but in the nursery of church. And the, there's wee babies that should not be in that nursery anymore. He wants us all to grow up. Isn't that right? Because there's going to be new spiritual babies coming in to this house. Every week, new spiritual babies increase, increase, increase. So if you, when you exam yourself, see yourself, well, maybe I'm a little bit of a spiritual baby, then grow up. <laughs> grow up because we need room in the nursery. Move to the next stage quick. Get out of the nursery. Right? Grow up. How do I grow up, Pastor? Reading the Word. Doing what the Word says. When the Word comes, you get a hard word. You could say, oh, that was a hard word this morning. Well, yes, but it's a good word. You examine yourself. Take it as a good word. You take that good word and you apply it to your life and you say, am I faithful? Am I lazy? Examine yourself. And then grow up. Do something about it. Do something about it. Amen? Ephesians 4 and verse 11 to 12 said, says that he has, he has appointed some, this is the Amplified, he has appointed some with grace to be apostles, some with grace to be prophets. This is Jesus appointing. Some with grace to be evangelists, some with grace to be pastors, some with grace to be teachers. And their calling is to nurture and prepare all the believers to do their own works of the ministry. And as they do this, they will enlarge and build up the body of Christ. So the fivefold giftings, that's the apostle, prophet, the pastor, and uh, evangelist, teacher, they are there to equip us, to equip us to do our own work, whether that's on your job during the day, because we're all working full time, whether that's in your, in your neighborhood, your homemaker, whatever you're doing, it's as unto the Lord, doing the own works of ministry, whether that's coming in here and serving, and it's all to do with enlarging the body of Christ. It's all those spiritual gifts that he's given us. And, you know, 
The Lord wants those gifts operating here. He wants the prophetic operating. He wants gifts of faith, gifts of healing, lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. He wants us to be doing that here when we're together and when we go out. Together and when we're out. Our works. Amen. We're all to be making disciples, making disciples and um, bringing them into the kingdom, discipling them up, training them up, growing them up. And we we are looking at um, just doing that, uh, have our discipleship. We've already got classes in in place for those going in the encounter. And we're looking at just our discipleship track again. We'll be telling you more of that as time goes on. Last week, as we talked about, uh, we're also taking applications for membership at the moment. So if you need uh, a membership form, see Carol or phone into the office, get that because we'll be putting in a membership Sunday in place. Membership's important because we as elders commit to you to care for you, to look after your, you and your spiritual needs. And you're, you make a commitment to this house. You commit, make a commitment to serve in this house and things. And it's important, you know, that, that we put this house first. We put God first in his house, his people. Even the word says, do good unto those who are of faith first before you look after those that aren't. So God says, look after his house first. He'll look after yours then. So with this weekend of increase coming up, which we're excited about, thank you. I checked with Chris a few days ago, and so many guys have already signed up. I mean, if you haven't signed up and you can sign up, be there that day, even if it's an hour. But I'm encouraging you to, to, to put that day, the fifth aside, and uh, women too, just so that Chris, give him a headache that he cannot, he, how am I going to sign all this? Let's give Chris a headache because this is a house that knows how to serve, amen? And um, it's important because somebody has to put the lights on before it's coming in. Somebody has to program the heating. Somebody has to set out these chairs and that takes a while. And these days, everything's spaced out and all that takes a long time and putting names in chairs. Somebody has to do that. And somebody's up there looking after the, the babies and crash. Someone's teaching the kids. Amen. There's so much to be done. And, um, you know, if all of us are just taking care of little things, and we'll t- tell you more places as they're developing, more needs, as, as more ministries get up and running, there'll be more areas for you to serve in. But in the meantime, little things, like if you're in the toilets and the toilet roll has run out, I can't tell you how many times I've been in a toilet, not just here, but other places, the toilet rolls have run, run out. There's toilet rolls sitting but nobody would take the toilet roll and put it on the thing. Why? Why? You'd do it in your own house. This is our house. This is our house. You know, my father used to always train us, and all the department heads will know this. You know, he just said, if you see a bit of paper, you see a bit of rubbish on the floor, don't wait for the cleaner. Pick it up. Put it in the bin. I dare say he would have left a bit of paper on purpose and just watched. Because he watched. Look, he's still watching. He would have watched. Because you're not prepared to serve even, you know. Forget if you can't even use that wee ability of bending down, getting your fingers and, and walking to the bin. That's being faithful and little. Being faithful and little. 
Amen? When he, God sees a person like that, he's going to give more, more to look after. So just before the worship team, this last scripture. 1 Corinthians 15, and, and verse 58 in the New Living Translation says, So my dear brothers and sisters, be strong and immovable. Always work enthusiastically for the Lord, for you know that nothing you do for the Lord is ever useless. That's a good translation. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 58 in the New Living Translation. Always work enthusiastically for the Lord. So that's whether you're a teacher, that's whether you're a nurse, that's whether you're cleaning, that's where you're working IT, that's whether you're on a business, that's whether you're working full-time in the ministry, you're all working full-time for the Lord. Amen? So think of the place where you work, Think of the place where you spend a lot of time in the week. I think, you know, how have I been doing with sharing the gospel? Let's just close our eyes for a minute. How have I been doing with just taking time, looking for opportunities? And these days you have to create them. Even the caring professions, when they say you're not allowed to, to speak about Christ, there's ways and means. You know, I know that. I worked for years as an occupational therapist, and there's ways in me to bring a conversation around. How have you been doing? With just being faithful in, in that. God's looking for our faithfulness because he has entrusted, he has entrusted souls into our care. How are we doing with that? How are we doing with our responsibilities in our home? Sharing the gospel, praying for our kids, whether they're around our feet or whether they're adults left the home, that, our ministry as parents never stops. How are we doing? Declaring the word over them, encouraging them, building them up. Are they with you in church? How are you doing? Are you inviting them? Are you praying for them? Are you getting time with them? Are you endeavoring to make sure the Holy Ghost is on their case because you don't want them making their bed in hell. No, you want them with you in the kingdom. Amen. Hallelujah. So God, we just thank you for this time this morning. We thank you, Father, for this word. We thank you for this parable that you've clearly put in, in the Bible for us, Lord God, that every time that we read it from now on, we will examine ourselves each time we read it. For we want to have the good and well done from you. We want to be found faithful. We want you to say, yeah, you recognized. Yeah, you were faithful. You were faithful with what I gave you. You were faithful. Hallelujah. Oh, I thank you that this house is faithful. And I thank you, Lord, that you find us so faithful that you just keep adding and multiplying, Lord God. New converts, bringing them in as we share the gospel, Lord. Father, I thank you, Lord Jesus, that as, as we're prepared, as, as we're, we lay down our lives for you, laying hands on the sick, doing whatever's needed because this is harvest time. You find this church faithful, God, that we're not so caught up in our own stuff. We're not so caught up in our own life. We're not so caught up being comfortable. We're caught up with the kingdom. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know what? That word lazy, I don't believe that a servant was just doing nothing. But I believe that servant was 
spinning their wheels. You know, people can be not so much just sitting with their feet up, what we know is the word lazy, but it's people who have wrong priorities. They're looking at what's comfortable for them. They're building the comfortable life. They're building the, for this life that's going to be gone so quickly. And the only thing that you'll take with you is souls. The only thing. So that's why we need reality checks from time to time. Because the enemy will be very happy that we come and we be the church. But we're not going to be faithful in those things that really matter to him because we're comfortable building our life. Let's build his church with him. Let's be builders of his church, amen? Let's be extenders of his kingdom. Kingdom is coming near. I love that song. Kingdom of God coming near to me. Judy Jacobs sing it, sings it. Let's bring the kingdom of God. Let's bring the healing. Let's bring the deliverance near to people that need it this week, amen? Near to them. And if you know somebody's not saved, go out of your way. Hey, do you know my Jesus? Amen. We rejoice with you as you bring those sheaves in. Hallelujah. Praise you, God. Thank you for joining us. We look to God that he will direct your steps and blessings through this week. For more information, visit us at bangercommunitychurch.co.uk find us on Facebook.